Hey folks, if you've seen any of the great merch we have lately, we've got Witch Police shirts, we've got bags, we've got more gear on the way. That's all made by our friends at Divine Shirt Company. Whether it's screen printing or embroidery, heat press vinyl or graphic design, Divine Shirts is the place to go for your band merch. They've been doing some of the best stuff from the best bands in Winnipeg and beyond. And if you're looking to get some merch made, head over to divineshirtcompany.ca or follow them on Instagram and tell them which Police Radio sent you. Hip-hop artists from Winnipeg, Saskatoon, and beyond have banded together to form Saskatoon Folk Rap Records. The label features new and upcoming releases by the likes of The Gumshoe Strut, Epic, and Introducing the Ghost, a fantastic new record from Rob Crooks. You can find Introducing the Ghost as of October 6th on robcrooks.bandcamp.com. Okay, welcome to Witch Police Radio. Uh, you know, as always, I'm on the internet. This is, uh, I keep, I feel like I keep having to say that because I used to do these, you know, in people's houses or their jam spaces or whatever. But, you know, pandemic, uh, it means that these all happen over Zoom, which is good and bad. But uh, it's nice to have someone new on the podcast. You know, over the years I've been doing this, I often have repeat guests and those are great too but you know one of the best parts about doing this show in the first place is that i get to i get exposed to so much cool local music that maybe isn't necessarily something that i i've known about before so you're fairly new to me so i think that uh it's a good thing but also i think the best way to kick this off is if you want to introduce yourself and just give a bit of background about where you're coming from musically sure cool man yeah well heck man awesome to be on uh witch police radio this is so super cool i've uh, been following you for a long time but awesome uh yeah my name's uh, J.R. Sharon. I'm uh, originally from small town of Binscarth, Manitoba. Um, moved to Winnipeg a couple of years ago, and now I'm in Niverville. So, okay. uh, yeah, just been following this crazy musical uh, musical journey. <laughs> cool, cool. So, and yeah. from what I've heard of your stuff, I mean, you know, it seems like country rock is kind of the best uh, category to put it in, right? Yeah, I would say so. I, I mean, it depends on what I'm writing, uh, I, I guess, at the given time. I mean, this, uh, this last kind of EP was uh, more of a country rock. I, I tend to go more along the lines of like a uh, rock to southern rock those kind okay, of things okay. but um well they're all connected really though right like there's there's, there's yeah, a lot of totally uh, you know yeah. mixing of those genres anyway right so dude yeah. music nowadays there's so many different sub genres yeah it's, it's yeah. <laughs> well, it's almost a hard question to ask, right? I mean, I think, you know, even totally. 20 years ago, it would have been a lot easier to pin it down. But now everyone's Absolutely. mixed in with, like, something post this and this core and everything else. But uh, yeah. I guess, what what is your what is your musical background? I mean, you know, coming from such a small town, there couldn't have been yeah. much of a music scene there, was there? Or is it like yeah, one of those hidden gems? Yeah, no, none at all. I mean, it's a town of, like, I think at the time growing up there, it was, like, 300 or something yeah, like that, yeah. so not much, but, uh, yeah, my dad was a musician. He played saxophone, guitar, uh, keyboards, so all sorts of different cool. stuff, so, um, yeah, I uh, was in piano lessons in, like, uh, kindergarten or something like that, went to, like, I don't know, grade eight, uh, and then uh, dad wanted me to start playing guitar. I remember I picked up the guitar for uh, for the first time had a had a nun as a teacher wow absolutely horrifying experience (laughs) quit i quit like the week after i started didn't pick up the guitar for years and years was very very i guess yeah just not motivated musically didn't play piano didn't play anything sure um and then uh yeah years later my uh my old man ended up passing away and uh just as kind of a coping mechanism ended up picking up that same guitar he got me and uh okay yeah kind of uh 
roundabout way. That's that's how I got into it. <laughs> cool, cool. Yeah. When was the first time you actually performed? I mean, like you know, because I think a lot of people have had similar experience. Maybe not the nun part, but you know, similar yeah. experiences to you and where they where they've learned piano or they've learned guitar growing up. And then there's kind of something usually that that is sort of the trigger to say, okay, now I'm actually going to do this outside of my living room. You know, I'm going to actually take this and, and and write songs and perform in front of people and then pursue totally. it. So, what was the spark for you with that? Dude, you know what? It had to have been. I think I was in like grade. Oh, jeez. 11 maybe okay. something like that uh, back in like i don't know 2009 um yeah i was playing a lot of guitar just kind of starting to write songs or whatever that i uh, thought people might listen to besides my mom <laughs> um and uh yeah no i uh i remember i i bought a buddy a drum kit okay. and i was like dude you're gonna play drums you're, you're a perfect drummer you can keep time <laughs> it's like i don't know about this man I ended up starting to practice the drums got really good at it uh had another buddy who'd been playing guitar for years, so he kind of took over and played some lead guitar. And cool. another buddy, I convinced him to buy a bass. And yeah, it was like that summer we, uh, our our little town had this like Canada Day show that uh, they always have like local entertainment or yeah, they bring yeah. in entertainment or whatever. And uh, yeah, we played there. Um, we're absolutely horrible, but uh, <laughs> people came to see us play, so it was good. <laughs> was that a country vibe too? You guys were doing, or what kind of style were you playing? Mm-hmm. No, no, it was uh, it was definitely more uh, more metal and rock back okay, then. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So then, yeah, when, I know that's when you came to Winnipeg. Did you um, get more involved in the local music scene here, like just in terms of just you know experiencing? Because there's so many bands in Winnipeg, right? It's it's ridiculous. So, it, like, did you get kind of enmeshed in that? Man, you know, not so much. I mean, um, when I first came to Winnipeg, I was going to school in the universe, like university or whatever, yeah. a lot, and um, so I. <sighs> I had stopped playing a little bit. I was writing a lot, but um, wasn't really kind of indulging in the Winnipeg music scene. Um, a lot of my uh, my dorm mates were like Aggies or whatever, so they okay. were super into country and like classic rock and those kind of things. So it was really just playing around the university a lot, um, where that kind of okay. kind of started off. Not getting deep into uh, what is like underground Winnipeg and the incredible talent we've got in the city. Right? It's nuts. Yeah, yeah. There's there's so much of it. It's, yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. Manitoba in, in just in general is a hidden gem. For sure. For sure. Crazy. And one of the things I like too, I mean, like, you know, I've been doing this show for eight years now. And first of all, I haven't even touched on like the scratch the surface of Winnipeg bands. But then yeah. I often get kind of, I forget sometimes because I'm so, you know, deeply into the Winnipeg scene that there's so much stuff happening outside of the city. And every little community has, you know, two, three, four, five, ten artists doing really cool stuff. And it's just, it's so deep and rich here that like, it's, it's surprising, I think, for such a small population and such a kind of widely dispersed province that we have so much going on. Man, it's it's got to be a Manitoba thing, right? Like it's it's incredible just the vast history of like bands yeah. and just one-off musicians that we've had come out of here. But um, yeah, like like we were both kind of saying, it's it's that underground scene that people just they don't know of those artists, right? They're kind of segregated yeah. to their towns, or and yeah. then you find them and you're just like, wow, how did I not know this existed? This has been here the whole time, and it's like yeah. you know half an hour away or whatever. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. Exactly, man. Yeah. <laughs> so you said That's you're you said you're in Niverville now, right? Correct. Yeah. So what's it like there as far as music? I mean, I know I've definitely had some people from Niverville on the show over the years. Yeah. But so I know, I know there are musicians there. But like, I mean, is there a community there for for what you're doing? Dude, it is. Uh, it's absolutely incredible. Actually, I mean, I moved here two years ago or something like that, and I don't know, wasn't thinking anything uh, along the lines of moving to it to, to be a music hub or anything. Sure. But, sure. Yeah. There's, there's quite a few uh, different artists uh, out in Niverville, whether it be like 
metal country christian rock whatever mm-hmm. like they're all over the place tons and tons of gems man uh for the longest time we had our own uh our own studio here arcade studios okay yeah yeah yeah. class yeah one of the saint Cyr boys um but yeah super cool man that is cool yeah yeah it's i I think it's kind of like like we're saying too it's one of these communities that you you think about it's like oh yeah neverville but then you know thinking oh wait there's this this and this here and and, you know i find that a lot of rural communities too they they seem to have like obviously a lot of country but then there's also a lot of metal like there's a lot of kids who are super into metal totally small town manitoba i don't i don't know what it is but there's uh it seems like those are the two big genres and a lot of them kind of go on to other things but those are sort of the starting points i find for a lot of people i've talked to from rural manitoba and is that the same for you i mean are those your kind of two dude hit the nail right on the head man it's uh yeah that shit is so true (laughs) i started out with metal that's all i wanted to play um hated country yeah absolutely despised it i mean my parents listened to it it was more like the outlaw shit or whatever um and i was like yeah oof, not listening to this because it was basically forced upon me. sure right? sure yeah um yeah then as, as i kind of got uh I, I guess not better taste but kind of more taste and, and more into the different genres and like the different styles of music yeah there's so many similarities between metal and country as, as crazy as sure, that sounds sure, yeah. right um jeez. Uh, like getting into kind of the the technical aspects of it, country like chicken picking, mm-hmm. it's the exact same shit as metal, man. Yeah, you're like. <laughs> shredding, but just a little bit softer, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah yeah, 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 exactly. The speed is still Crazy. there, right? Yeah, yeah. Exactly, man. Yeah, you're you're shredding softer, and uh, yeah, for metal, you just got the distortion crank crank the shit out of that amp. Sure, sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
like country was sort of inevitable for you just just like being where you're from and being immersed in it do you think that one day it yeah. sort of was just like preordained that you were going to be playing country music well i you know what yeah i think so it, it was kind of the that was like the influence growing up like i said with the parents or yeah, whatever like yeah. lots and lots and lots of like willie and whalen and those kind of guys um always tried to fight it but uh <laughs> I, I just always go back to that songwriting so good when you get away from like the trucks and sure the, yeah you know like yeah. the kind of stereotypical country stuff <laughs> yeah definitely definitely and yeah. it's it, i think that like country has a, a weird ability to be i mean i guess a lot of genres are like this but country seems especially like this where there's there's the, the poppy mainstream stuff and yep. it's very superficial and very kind of you know almost throwaway. And then you go just below the surface, and there's so much just like in songwriting, especially the really really meaningful, powerful stuff out there. And it's uh, it's very easy to dismiss country. Like I'm definitely someone who got into country later in life too. When I was in my teens and stuff, you know, I'm from the city and everything too. I was listening to punk yeah. rock and everything, and like country was the last thing I would have ever thought I was listening to. And then today, I'm working from home. I'm listening to the Leuven Brothers, Ray Price, uh, you know, Hank Williams. Cool. That was my soundtrack for today while I'm at work. That's and it's awesome. like, and it's like, this is not something, you know, I'm 38 now, but like when I was, you know, even in my early 20s, I would never have expected I'm sitting here playing country records all day. So it, it definitely is something that there, there's a lot of appeal to it that is, uh, once you look past the kind of, like you said, the stereotypical stuff about trucks and, yeah. and shit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly, man. I blame my wife for getting into country uh, eventually, so. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Yeah. So you had this EP that, that came out relatively recently, right? Was it uh, yeah. last month or? Yeah, you know what? Uh, end of October, yeah. Okay. I guess last month, yeah. <laughs> hard to uh, hard to keep track with the whole COVID It is, thing it is, yeah. Back. And yeah. that's kind of what I was going to ask you about it. I mean, like, you know, is this your debut EP as well? Is this the first thing that you put out? It is, yeah, yeah. This is my first, uh, I guess, yeah, independent body work, yeah. So you've put this out, and it's in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> what was that experience like for you? You know, it's, it's, it's almost like the worst possible time to release something for anybody, right? But this is also kind of your introduction to, you know, the world's introduction to you, and you've yeah. released it now. What was the kind of thought process behind that, and, and how did it feel to, to be releasing it in such a weird time? Oh, man. I, I tell you what, man. We had kind of the game plan, like, set up, going into January of last okay. year and, and we were like, okay, this thing's coming out in March. Um, so we had that all planned. We had a big EP release show. Uh, we had a couple planned actually. We were going to do cool. one at the, at the pyramid and one at the park. Um, so yeah, we were going to do that. And uh, then of course COVID hit. So we're yeah. like, well shit, like we can't play anywhere. Everything's completely locked down. Um, so we're like, oh, you know what? We'll push it back to May. Yeah. Push it back to May. Into <laughs> shit. <laughs> Same thing happens, but worse. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So we're like, heck, what are, what are we going to do here? Like, we don't want to keep pushing it back, but we really want to play like a show for like fans, family, friends, you sure. know, um, and uh, <laughs> pushed it back to August. August came and went still uh, didn't have the crowd that you wanted to do. We did like some live streams and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah we ended up pushing it back to like <laughs> beginning of October or whatever, mid-October and um just did like a, a very small kind of acoustic live stream or whatever, but dude, it's it's um, for like an artist and a musician and putting out my like first original body of work. 
shit, that stuff's hard, man. <laughs> so many changes. Yeah. So many. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we're eventually going to play a show and stuff and really promote the hell out of it and hopefully play some more live streams once we can have more than one person yeah, in right. my house. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's a crazy time right now, man. Uh, I really feel for all the independent artists out there who are really wanting to put out music because, I mean, without that live show, you just you, you miss that connection, right? Sure. Yeah. Had you recorded this stuff all, like, was it well recorded in advance at this point? Like, or, or So there's no recording during the pandemic is what I'm getting at, right? Yeah, no recording during the pandemic. We wrapped up. Uh, we wrapped up early January, I right, believe. Right. There, yeah, yeah. Just kind of finishing off like little pedal steel bits and some lead vocals and stuff. Cool, yeah. cool. And then the yeah. people you used on the record. I was reading some stuff, and it sounds like you got a pretty solid group of musicians that, that played on this thing. Like, so some some Dude, some well known uh, local artists for sure. I was super lucky, man. I <laughs> I lucked out. Um, yeah, kind of all about connections. I mean. Derek Benjamin's a phenomenal producer and knows so many different people uh, right. kind of within the industry, um, as well as Max Dupois or whatever, too. But uh, they kind of got me hooked up with uh, the, the the real tight guys, the awesome guys, the uh, Matt Philopolis, uh Rory Rubrush, yeah. those guys, right? Yeah. yeah, unreal. But yeah, I've geez, just been so lucky. <laughs> so with, with all those, I mean, the musicians you have on the record they're obviously doing their own, their own stuff. They have, you know, they all have their yeah. own bands and they're playing with other people and everything. So once you can do this live, are you going to use them for a live show or are you going to put together a different band for, for actually presenting this to a, a physical audience? Totally, man. You know what? Everyone, uh, everyone except Matt's, Matt's a hard guy to uh, kind of fit into the mix. He's always right. doing something new um, and always working on his own studio stuff or tra- traveling with Mike or whatever. So um, it's just, <laughs> we're going to have everybody, um, ex- except for probably Matt, unless okay. he wants to pop in. But yeah, we've been uh, we've been practicing like crazy as we had a had a chance to uh, kind of between everything with the pandemic yeah. or whatever. So yeah, it's pretty well going to be that same lineup uh, that was uh, kind of on the on the record with uh, a couple small changes. Awesome, awesome. Since you went away, we've all been lonely Wondering if you'll visit from time to time I must admit this house just don't seem homey And when I think about you, sometimes I cry Now me and mobbing stones for one another to hold our own now we hold each other we knew you had to leave and we don't judge you but please visit soon so we can hug you open the door and you'll come rocking back inside we'll pull up a chair sit on the floor come in and then I'll hold Lights off, but the coffee's on, yeah And I'll tell you, just take your time There's a dream I had last night Well, the years rolled by, I found somebody 
are just like your own And God, I wish that you could meet her I know you see everything I know I'm not alone She'll open the door And you'll meet her for the first time ever You'll probably look at the floor Then you'll hug her And think of something clever to say to me, like how in the hell did you get so lucky? And I'll tell you, it just feels right. It's a dream I had last night. If you could only see. Supper's on the table You and Bob been cooking You'll open the door And I'll come running back inside Pull up a chair, sit on the floor Come in, and then you'll hold me tight Son, welcome home The porch lights up, but the coffee's on, yeah And you'll tell me, just take your time Tell me just take your time Like you said, just take your time There's a dream I'll have tonight There's a dream I'll have tonight yeah. You'll open the door and I'll come running back inside Now that you're, you know, I, I know shows aren't happening right now and no one can do shows, yeah. but now that you're kind of, you know, you've established yourself, you have a record out, people are, yeah. people can find you online, they can hear it, they, you know, you you exist <laughs> as a uh, musician with with a body work out there. Do you feel yeah. like you have kind of a, a better idea of sort of where you fit in within Manitoba's larger music scene or even Winnipeg specifically? Because I assume you'll play a lot of shows in the city. Once yeah, shows happen, man. right? Do you know kind of yeah. where you want to be within the, the the ridiculously deep and confusing and large uh, Winnipeg music scene? Dude, I think so. I think so, absolutely. I mean, uh, kind of the goal is to to start off in that Winnipeg music scene and obviously grow from there, right? Yeah, but yeah, yeah I, I I kind of am uh, really starting to feel where where my place is there, right? Okay. Um, like I said, lots of great great freaking talent, man. So yeah. just placing yourself in there. Well, it's I guess incredible. maybe a better way to, to kind of word that question is, are there other local artists that you feel would be a good fit with you live that you could see yourself opening for or playing on a bill with that you've sort of already identified as like, oh, this, whoever the, whoever it is, this this fits me. This is like a, a good you know connection for what I'm doing. Man, that, actually, you know what? That's a really good question. That's a good question worded that way. I I feel I'm, st- I'm really still trying to, uh, to kind of source that out. Um, I like to consider I've got a... a a fairly unique sound for what I'm doing or mm-hmm. whatever, but yeah, I, I honestly I think I'm still trying to source that out there, Sam. Okay, well, yeah, just to just to kind of go off what you just said about your unique sound, what do you think makes it unique? I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying it isn't, but you know, like you're playing yeah. you're playing country rock 
essentially, totally. which there are a lot of people playing that kind of music, right? So what do you think totally. it is that you bring to it that, that, that makes it stand out from everyone else who's trying to do this kind of sound? Because, you know, it's yeah, dude. here and in the States especially, it's super popular, right? The, the, the mixing those two styles. So what do you think is your kind of, uh, the key to your sound that, that makes it different? Totally, man. And first off, I want to say, I think everybody thinks their music is super unique, they even do. if it's not. They do, yeah, 100%. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, you know what? I, I really think I bring that those kind of deep-rooted rock vibes into it that uh, are, are really lacking in kind of the country space. Okay. So there's country rock music, and then I find there's like that there's that deeper stuff that um, is just more soulful and, and bluesy, and, and just bringing all of those different elements together, if that kind of makes sense. Okay. That's what I try and replicate when... Uh, or replicator or create when I'm, when I'm creating my tunes, I, I always want them to be a little bit different, not, not necessarily obscure, but just something to kind of separate me from, I don't know if you consider like the big artists out there, like the Chris Stapleton's the, I mean, even like the Sturgill Simpsons, those, sure, those sure. kind of guys, right? Yeah. Just trying to differentiate yourself just ever so, so slightly. Do you feel that, that Manitoba, I mean, just, just specifically about country here, I mean, I think that, yeah. that, that this could apply to really any genre, but do you think we have a sound here? Do you think that there's something that kind of, you know, regardless of what subgenre of country music people are playing, do you think there's something that, that sort of screams Manitoba about a lot of these artists, whether it's, you know, overt or not? Man, as far as Manitoba is concerned, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not so sure there's like a unique sound for like country. There is for rock for sure. sure. Um, country though, I, I think a lot of what Manitoba is doing is just kind of, kind of following kind of that niche, right? It, it, it seems like a lot of it's just much of the same. Okay. I, I like to consider I'm trying to break out of that, but, um, for rock, holy smokes, man, like <laughs> it's a, it's a very unique sound and it's an awesome sound. <laughs> what do you think it is? Like, what do you think it is that makes that stuff stand out? You know, I've never really thought of that. I don't know if it's, maybe it's the cold winters. I have no clue. Yeah. Well, there may not be an answer. And this comes up a lot, actually, on the yeah. show. Is like, you know, whether it's a, a rapper or a metal band or a country singer, uh, there seems to be something like Manitoba that seeps through everybody's stuff. And, and I don't yeah. know if there's a way to put a finger on it, but I always ask people because I want to I know for myself. You know? Dude, <laughs> like, that's a super good question. But it's, it's unanswerable. Both... It's unanswerable, I think, because like, no one's been able to properly... Yeah. The winter thing you just said, that comes up a lot, right? People think, well, we're trapped indoors six months out of the year, so we have to yeah. create. But... And that's true, for sure. And I think that's a big part of it. But that doesn't really sure. explain what it is that makes it sound local. Like, are we just all really depressed and that, that, that you know, because of the winter all the time? And that seems <laughs> that, to do it? Or, uh, I don't know. I don't know. We're all depressed and we're cheap. I don't know. <laughs> it's true, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's probably true. Yeah, man, that's actually a super interesting question. I, I've really never thought of that. Uh, like, I, I've always known that there's, like, there's really a unique sound for, like, Manitoba artists. But, mm-hmm. dude, let's uh, let's figure out the uh, let's get to the bottom of that i, I kind of feel like that's been the whole goal of this podcast since the beginning it's like what does manitoba sound like and i still don't know and no one can tell me and like, it doesn't matter how much time i spend listening to local music it just there's, there's no real easy answer and maybe, maybe maybe there never will be i don't know Nah, we're searching yeah yeah for sure so what's the uh what has the reaction been so far to the ep dude it's you know what it's been incredibly positive man i uh i think the coolest part is just kind of engaging fans that you've never had any engagement with sure. before, yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Um, since, uh, since like kind of mid October or whatever, like I've been selling EPs, like physical copies and, and merch and stuff like, geez, dude, I, I've shipped some stuff to Denmark, cool. Australia, like 
deep into the southern states and stuff. So That's awesome. Um, stuff's being heard and like it's not friends who are buying them who are just in these obscure places or whatever it's uh it seems to be people who are like oh i'm engaged to this guy and uh i like his sound yeah uh let's support him so that's super cool it's been really positive how are they finding you like do you have any kind of idea of where they're getting your music from i dude i i really don't know i'm thinking i'm thinking it's spotify we did some like small small marketing campaigns just through facebook or whatever just uh kind of pump them into the spotify but nothing massive to uh to like stimulate that kind of stuff so i'm i'm really not 100 percent sure well it's cool that it's happening (laughs) it doesn't really matter why right it's it's awesome i'm not complaining man i lost money on shipping to denmark though pretty upset (laughs) (laughs) but it's worth it though right because you're getting your music out to someone in like a country where that's so distant from here like culturally and and everything right it's it's cool that someone there is hearing it and Dude, no complaints on that at all, man. No complaints on that at all. It's just super cool that uh, the sound's being heard, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Headlights on, dark is coming. Well, I am so sick of running The road is long Life's too short Some days I wish I could stop I saw your face the other day But when I woke you walked away A heavy heart like a drum That's what causes me to run
So uh, I'm glad, you know, as a, as a Luddite, as an old man who, who still listens to physical media pretty much exclusively, I'm glad to hear you, you, you did CDs and you're actually doing physical merch and stuff because, you know, it, yeah. it's, it, we're in this weird era where you, a lot of people will just not do it at all, right? They'll just do it strictly digital totally. and, uh, and that's it. And that's, I mean, it's, it's a valid way of releasing music today. I don't like it, but I'm definitely yeah. in the minority, you know, in the sense that I don't listen to Spotify and things like that. So was that always something you wanted to do is actually have a physical album? Absolutely, man. Like, I don't know, just growing up, just having that, right? Like having that thing to take home or, or sure. to throw in the CD player or just that quality, right? You can't beat that quality. Um, it's the same argument that people have over like vinyl and stuff like yep. that. Like it's, uh, it's just a, it's a, it's a good souvenir. I think people love it. People buy it for a reason. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's also something that's a, uh, that's a take home for the artist too. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I, it's, it's always been a thing I wanted, man. Um, I also wanted to get vinyl printed, but holy shit, <laughs> that's expensive. It's expensive. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I'm I'm going to I'm going to hold off on that until <laughs> I can play some live shows. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I think everyone wants to do that, right? But it's it's so prohibitively expensive for for most independent artists. And then even if you Crazy. do it, th- there's a huge backlog in terms of like waiting to get it pressed and everything. So I think that it, it's so cool when someone does it, and I usually try to get it as soon as I can when there's a local artist putting out a record. But yeah, it's totally. uh, I I get why people aren't doing it as much as they would all like to right so yeah totally mad especially right now <laughs> yeah yeah we got time, right? time yeah yeah what a time <laughs> yeah it's very strange yeah, yeah. well uh, if people are hearing about you for the first time on this show what's the best way for them to find out what you're up to hear your music uh if you're listening sure. to this one shows are happening again find out where you're playing shows what's the best option there totally absolutely i i mean uh social media is a great uh, kind of outlet i think for musicians i yep. facebook at jr sharon music instagram at jr sharon music jrsharon.com that's yep. j-r-c-h-a-r-r-o-n.com well your um, name will be on the title of the episode so hopefully people will be able to spell it by looking at that right <laughs> man, i tell you what you don't even know how hard it is for me <laughs> I, get, I get the juniors i get oh, my yeah, actual yeah. like real name spelt out it's like j-a-y-a-r-e okay so super super confusing man so i just uh always repeat myself yeah fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> i can see the junior thing yeah. happening for sure yeah yeah Totally, all the time, man. Yeah. But yeah, those are those are kind of the uh, the places to find me. I'm always very active on those, always posting cool. uh, new stuff or whatever. So yeah. And then your your records on uh, I'm assuming all the all the streaming services and whatnot. Totally on all major platforms. Absolutely. Cool, cool. What's the name of the EP? Actually, I, we didn't talk about that yet. Yeah, the EP's uh, impression. Right, impression. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you got it, man. Yeah, cool. Yeah. And I saw you have impression. some videos out too, right? I do, yeah, yeah. I know we've uh, we've got a lyric video for one of the singles, and then uh, an official video for one of the singles as well. Cool. Yeah. So, assuming you know, like tomorrow, this isn't going to happen, of course. But assuming the the pandemic ended tomorrow, and you had this opportunity to just do whatever you wanted to do with the music, what would be your first? What would be the first step post pandemic in terms of getting back on the horse of of being able to play shows and, and just get yourself out there? Dude, I tell you what. I'm going to find a parking lot somewhere where there's going to be a lot of people Yeah, where a lot of people can gather. I'm going to rent a flatbed trailer. I'm going to rent a big generator. We're going to get the band there and we're just, we're going to play until we're, uh, we're blue in the face, man. It's, uh, yeah, not just not even being able to practice right now. I think that's the hardest part. Yeah. Cause I mean, you can, you can post like live videos of practice and stuff and interact with people, but it's that live aspect. We got to get back on the road. We want to do like a, a tour across Canada and stuff. Nice. And yeah, you just want to play for people. So that's step one. Um, yeah. 
step two is uh, organizing an EP release show. <laughs> right, right. Finally, a few months after the fact. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Cool. So yeah, that's uh, that's what I would say the big things are. Right on. Okay, cause it ain't like I'm throwing 